Well, hey you, hello there, every person everywhere. Well, hello again, once again, everybody. This is Lynn. I am every person everywhere, and this is stuff that you can relate to, hopefully. So, the last leg of my adventures I talked about was my trip to Sweden, Portugal, or not Sweden, but rather Spain, Portugal, and Norway, and Svalbard, and how much that imparted on my life um, as far as like ways I can you know, develop myself, actualize myself, and begin my journey of development, which then led to me talking about my development as a martial artist. Today, I guess I want to talk a bit more in depth about the development of myself spiritually and psychologically as a person and how that's led me to um, being a business-oriented individual and how that might help you, the listener, to develop more of an entrepreneurial mindset as well. So I've attended my fair amount of lectures on growth, development, one's needs, so on and so forth on ways that you can develop yourself. But I noticed that something always sort of ran in these colors that just didn't really add up to me. Um, And this was, if it was a pyramid scheme or like you had to buy into the business to grow your business or whatever, there were a small select handful of people that made it work for themselves, but they also sort of willingly kept themselves ignorant to what they could be or what they could do. So this would be like Cutco Knives and Amway, or um, I guess it's Amway and their products with like um, Rhodiola pick-me-ups and excess energy drinks and, you know, whatever. Um, And all Bon or Bon Air beauty supplies. And, you know, there there is a pyramid scheme for literally everything, multi-level marketing. And... It no doubt has its benefits in helping you develop yourself to be a little bit more business-oriented, but it works off of cold calling, basically. So something I learned very quickly is when you go to these interest seminars and you get invited to these things, the people that invite you get paid for a referral. And if you stay, then they get paid out a referral bonus. They've worked themselves past the first part of the hierarchy. They keep you interested by telling you about the success stories, the company, the factory, but they don't actually do anything in telling you how you can make it sustainable and how you can actually continue to feel inspired to wake up and do it day in and day out. They don't actually teach you anything at these seminars. There, I said it. If you're somebody from a multi-level marketing scheme, good for you. Maybe you got lucky. Maybe you were the lucky one, but that's not how it works for most people. You know, it works very differently. People want inspiration and something that they can feel proud of. And eventually they realize that they're in on a big sham and realize that when they take you to the referral bonus seminars, it's just that. It's a money-making scheme for the people that are already in. It doesn't actually teach you anything. You have to have this ignorant trust in the process thing. And that's the first thing I learned in personal development is that you can't trust in the process. It's true that time heals all things, but time does not fix all things. Time does not fix any problems that you have without any active input. So that leads me to business summits that I've attended or lectures I've listened to or 
just PowerPoints on success and laureates and magnates and a lot of great ideas that work for a handful of people. But not for things that work for a small amount of people. So first, let me tell you a bit about my story. A little bit more than I did last time and the time before that. And then let me share with you how I got to the position I am at. So, at the time of recording this podcast, I am working on a business idea in which I will have probably a monopoly on the market should I make it work. I have lots of options to monetize it, lots of options to expand it both expanding the program and expanding the amount of the program. So not just the quality of the program by hiring employees and providing more services, but expanding the program in a way that eventually it can go from being a startup to being in different areas of the world as well because of the niche that I have. I started getting these ideas by... uh, seeing the inside of healthcare and how the business sector works in healthcare. I got these ideas by just looking at what was going wrong. My education as a scientist uh, always focused on addressing what you don't know. Look at what you don't know and brainstorm if there's a way that you can fix it. So paying attention to details is crucial. And I'm not saying you have to pay attention to every small detail like, oh, that light pole is that I'm driving. I see that light pole is a centimeter off. I wonder why that is. Maybe it's the tension on the wires. Maybe it's the tension on the friction of the box up, up, up on the thingy. Can I make a business idea out of that? Can I make an entrepreneurial effort to straighten out light poles? Probably not. So you have to be real- realistic in what you can do, what you can change, what feedback and input you and your position uniquely can provide which then falls back on drawing from experience. I was told to get a real job. I started nursing school. I didn't like it. It wasn't as holistic as the profession had promised. They could not practice what they preached, which then led me to business idea number two. Practice what you preach. If you cannot effectively implement the idea yourself, is it worth trying to sell to others? A lot of ideas and a lot of businesses promise things that they can't give. You cannot promise somebody a success story, but you can sell it like it's a success story. And that's where a lot of businesses sell short. And then eventually people find out and then you become a meme on Reddit or LolCal or iFunny. Hence, multi-level marketing. It was a great idea for the people that first got into it basically created their revenue and their profits and their stocks and then got out. But for the rest of us, not so much. So you cannot market propaganda because somebody will eventually crumble it down. This has happened on larger scales as well with Goebbels and Hitler with his Nazi regime, with Stalin. I mean, it kind of crumbled around him when he tried to justify murdering millions of people. It happened with John Jones and the Jonestown Massacre when he had all these people that were believing this message of love and then were all of a sudden told to drink this cyanide-laced Kool-Aid that had thiopental and um, phenobarbital in it to commit mass suicide. And then they said, wow, we bought into this lie and now it's too late. 
it's a very drastic example, but you have to see the reality of a situation. Drawing on what you've seen and what things you think your skill set can bring. So I learned a lot of effective skills from nursing and I learned a lot of research skills and a lot of medical skills. I then developed them further on a more holistic level by becoming an occupational therapist. I also got a worldview experience, so I got to see healthcare sectors as it relates to a different country. And I mean, anybody could do Google searches to see what life is like over there versus over here. But until you see something with your own eyes and see what it looks like and if it does or doesn't work, you'll never really know. So I started realizing that something was wrong with the system. So I drew inwards. How does this affect me? You can be the most heartless business magnate in the world. There's still something in it that compels you towards it. Something deeper. Think deeper. Think subconscious. So on my journey to where I'm at now, being a leader in healthcare and working my way up the totem pole of leadership in healthcare, I come to realize the problem within me is the brokenness that I feel sometimes. The depression, the mood disorder, the sadness, the strain, the stress, the burnout of too many expectations from too many people. Some of them are just not realistic, but I still feel pressured to meet them. Which leads me to wanting to help people get away from those manifestations themselves. People are very good at putting too much pressure on themselves. Which leads me to what I'm developing business-wise. So... I'm drawing from personal experience. I'm drawing from years of being inside the walls of healthcare. I'm drawing from my unique standpoint as an occupational therapist to develop a vision statement, some core values, and a value statement. What I can provide that somebody else cannot provide. And sure, there are plenty of occupational therapists out there that could do the same thing that I do. But what makes me special? How I approach doing it. I've been told that I have a very Patch Adams approach to therapy. I'd like to meet people with a smile, and I like to meet them where they are. And as a leader in healthcare, I like to collaborate. I might not always agree with the ideas, and I might, unfortunately, sometimes try to twist those ideas to fit more favor for myself. This is the world of business, after all. But I want to hear from the people. I want to hear how their ideas can benefit me so I can use my ideas to hopefully benefit the greater good. Use your network, use your resources is another thing that I have learned. Set your expectations large and start small is another thing that works for me. Another thing that I do is I keep a gratitude journal, something I'm thankful for that day, that week, or even just that month in general. And I try to update it at least three times a week. Consistency is key. Developing a routine is key. If you don't have consistency or routine, you will most likely falter in your ideas because you'll get too distracted by everything else. Especially if you're like me and you're an adult with a very short attention span, as you may have noticed. But the consistency in my life, I know every time I drive to work, I'm recording an episode of this podcast. I'm slowly dwindling down the first load of content for this podcast as I am in season four of probably five or six. So I'm already thinking about what I can do next. 
what podcast idea I will do next. Self-help podcast. Self-help for healthcare professionals. How do I work on monetizing that? I start a pilot season and then leave it. Advertise it on Facebook, spend some money on it, meet the right people, interview people at work, interview ex-patients, interview people that have a pool. Maybe interviewing people in my position that are burnt out. I'm already thinking of new ideas. Never stop brainstorming and dreaming. If there's one thing that I think we were done wrong as children, it was there seems to be sort of a threshold and a cutoff on creative play and creativity. There needs to be a childlike sense about you. You can't be all play all the time. Your informal relationships develop you as well. So when I've interviewed and when I've talked to people, even on professional levels, I always try to find something in common with them because people in a position of power, culture, and privilege often forget that they have that, that side of them that just wants to let their hair down, that just wants to smile again, that just wants somebody to recognize the value inside of them that's just not the business professional. Most jobs that I've gotten, as I've said before, they've happened and business developments for me have happened because of finding something human to relate about. I can talk about my passions professionally all day long, but the minute you find out that you both really, really like watching Fuller House because you find it to be more funny than Full House, you made a friend. Not just a relation business-wise, but a friend. Sure, you are one of 19 people that this person has met that is passionate about marketing microwaves or is passionate about finding more efficient ways to run blenders and propulsion systems. But you could be the first person that submitted their resume on purple paper or mailed it in in a pink envelope. Or you might be that first person that once you got the interview, talk to them about their favorite ice cream flavor or ask them if they were a character in their favorite movie series, who would it be and why? You never know what informal relations are going to bring you. And if it weren't for those informal relations, I probably wouldn't be who I am today because I never took myself that seriously until I was told that I should. Until I was told that I was smart enough and good enough at what I did to do it, I always undermined myself and what I did. Imposter syndrome is still real, but take steps at reducing it. Gratitude for yourself is another thing that should be in your gratitude journal. What are you doing to provide value for yourself? Cut out the business crap for this one. Just talk about you and appreciate you as you have always been and you always are and who you always have wanted to be. When you talk about a business idea and you think about expanding whatever horizon it is professionally, where do you want to be with it? Are you okay just being where you're at or do you want something more out of it? This is something that you should ask yourself at all points in time when you're developing this idea. You should always look to the sky and you should always contemplate the finer parts of yourself and how they fit into 
who you want to be in this business in the future, whatever it is. So I developed myself professionally by these life lessons, by paying attention to the world around me. I learned a little something something about the world everywhere I went. And it was humbling to see poverty firsthand and look at it through a glass, but also to break that glass and say, you know, I'm going to try and put myself closely there. So, as you may have noticed, I may or may not have done at least one nice thing for myself every time I traveled, but you'll see that I get more and more disparaged and depraved on these travels. I'm always trying to live more like my client base might be. People that have low income, people that don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, people that don't see the world the same way that I do. I'm trying to figure out how I can meet them there. So, to recap, always pay attention to details, believe in yourself, stop following all the lies that schemers tell you to try and earn more money for themselves. You need to pave your own way, but always rely on your roots what you're good at, what makes you you yourself unique, and how your flaws actually promote the business. If you're somebody that's trying to market a mining industry, maybe your flaw is once upon a time you accidentally put a crack in a massive piece of asphalt and you couldn't mine the asphalt anymore and nobody else could. So you developed this business because you wanted to make sure that nobody else made the same mistake as you, whatever it is. Always use yourself as part of the model. Your value statement and mission statement should be something you already do. It shouldn't be something lofty that you hope you can aspire to be in the future. It should be something that you already provide for yourself, for the company that you're at, for wherever you're at in life. So, talking more about self-development, the next episode I, I will talk to you about will be from the prospectus of Morocco. What I saw and did in Morocco and how it rockoed my worldview. And I'll leave it at that for now. And uh, until then, as always, I add my beautiful silence.